Welcome to the Coppreneur Path Podcast. Welcome to the show that is all about the path from cop to coppreneur. I'm your host, Adam Wills. With this podcast, I'm going to help equip you for your own post-law enforcement entrepreneurial journey with lessons learned from my experience growing a successful post-Leo business. You'll also get to hear from fellow coppreneurs and experts in business and marketing whose advice will give you an edge against the competition. You are in the right place. So let's get after it. Welcome back to another episode of the Coppreneur Path Podcast. Today, I have a special guest, the dopamine dealer of LinkedIn, Joshua B. Lee. Josh, thanks for coming on the show. Welcome. It's an honor to have you on. We're going to talk about LinkedIn a bit today. Yeah, Adam, man, excited. You know, um, you and I have been connected for a bit and getting invited to your show is an honor. So I'm excited to really kind of share with you and um, your audience. Yeah. So like I was telling you, kind of pre-show here, and then we were like, oh, we better just get in on start recording here. Uh, <laughs> the, the the question about LinkedIn and how to be yeah. successful on LinkedIn, not just as a professional, but more specifically as a business owner and an entrepreneur, it comes up a lot from this audience. Everybody asks me all the time, well, you know, what platforms should I be on and how do, how do I cater what I'm doing to those different platforms? And right. because of the audience that we have on this show, which is all cops who are venturing into entrepreneurship and starting their own businesses or growing businesses, most of them are focusing their effort and attention on LinkedIn. Yeah. And so the question about LinkedIn comes up all the time is like, well, how do I be successful on LinkedIn? So what are some of the top things that you can share with us today on how you can be successful on LinkedIn as a business owner? Yeah, Adam. I mean, you know, look, it all starts with how people perceive you, right? You know, so I love this conversation too, because you're talking about, you know, your audience is, a, is cops and things of that nature. And I know there's certain terminology and vocabulary used in that. And it's interesting because I also work with American Dream U, which is, you know, retired military. And so some of the things that we've kind of worked with them on is, look, there's certain, you know, terminology that you, vocabulary that you use internally yeah. And then not everyone uses other quote unquote civilians. Yeah. So, you well, thirty percent of law enforcement is our military veterans. So, uh, we we got kind of that mix, you know. Yeah. So that's that whole piece, right? We have to remember, you know, how we're actually speaking, how we're actually sharing, because there's so much value in and you know what you're not only currently doing, but what you've done, right? They forget what we've seen, especially on the military side, and across every board, right? They You forget where the value comes from, where you've gone, because a lot of times on LinkedIn, it starts with your personal profile. If you don't have that standing out, you're, you're going to miss it. And Adam, I'll make sure to, I'll share, I've got a PDF that I'll kick to you and that you can share with your community as well too, on how to be able to rock your profile. But you've got to be able to not just tell a resume, right? If you're running a business, you're going through, unless you're looking for a job, it's your LinkedIn profile should not read as a resume. It should look as a career journey. Where did it start from? Where do you come from? I mean, if you look at my LinkedIn profile, I go all the way back into, you know, when I worked as a server at Chili's, right? And you're like, why would you put that? Like, you know, when people reach out to me like, dude, I worked at Chili's as well. And so it starts a conversation. It builds a relationship. 
So that's where I want everyone to be able to think about on separate LinkedIn is LinkedIn is one of the most trusted platforms. When people see your content, they're going to go and look at your profile. So if you start posting content, and we'll get into how to really get leverageable and go from being you know anonymous on LinkedIn on, to being actually seen on that platform, because that's what we do for our clients. But I can't do that until I make sure that the profile is on point. Because you start posting content, they go to your profile, and it's a mess. Everything's lost. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what are like, I guess some quick wins when putting together my profile? Cause that's something I've, I've struggled with too. And I don't even know if, if mine is right. And I, I go back and forth changing it from like a single sentence elevator pitch kind of yeah. deal to just putting like these titles with emojis and separators between them. And I, I'm like, emojis. It's, Oh crap. <laughs> emojis <laughs> break the LinkedIn algorithm search. So, Oh, really? You have to realize LinkedIn is super highly SEO. The Moz score, which is how SEO is ranked right. on Google, is a hundred out of a hundred. So you can really, you're really indexed on Google well, not only just your profile, but articles that you post on there. And now, as of uh, this month, they're actually starting to index your posts as well. So this is all super, super important as you're doing this. But you don't want the emojis on there. What we tell all of our clients, all of our students, things of that nature is the, the profile title you should use. Cause I can see if you're the head podcast host, if you're the founder, if you're the entrepreneur, if you're whatever it is, once I go in, but what's going to draw me in? Not if I see, Oh, it's Adam, you know, founder that doesn't draw me in. But if I see, right. I help X to achieve Y so they can do Z. Right. Yeah. So this yeah. is that X, Y, Z statement. I help X, X is your ideal avatar, your ideal audience that you want to draw in. We want to be polarizing. I don't want everyone to go to you because you are not for everyone. Next, I help X to achieve Y, right? To do Y, really, because that's the service you provide. That's the, what they're hiring you to do, but not the outcome. They really want to connect and hire you for the outcome of your service, not for the service itself. So I help X to achieve Y so they can do Z. I love this it. is the real why everyone it. hires you. It's yeah. the outcome, right? They're not so, going to hire me to do LinkedIn right? They're going to hire me for the outcome exactly of what me doing LinkedIn helps them achieve. Yeah. Be able to do the, family life, whatever it might be. And we've talked about this a lot on this podcast because as a story brand guide myself, that's exactly what story brand is focused on. It's yeah. you're not, you're not selling, you're, you're selling a solution to a problem, right? You're selling right. the outcome. You're selling the aspirational identity and the transformation. And Correct. so in, in the story brand world, we call that a one-liner. And so what you're telling me is I was right before when I had my one-liner there, and then I decided to crash and burn my own profile by changing it. So I guess the first thing I'm doing after I jump off with you here is changing it. So um, yeah, no, no, no emojis, guys, no emojis. Use your yeah, one-liner. Don't, don't use the emojis. I mean, they kind of go through, but it, you think that it's going to help you stand out, but it really just affects your ability to be found in search results. And honestly, LinkedIn's amazing. The organic reach is there, but I want to make sure that I'm on the biggest social media platform out there, which is Google and everything's indexable. And I don't want to break that algorithm. Got it. So let's talk about posting a, okay. a little bit. So, I mean, that's always a question that seems to come up too is, well, how often should I be posting on LinkedIn in order to, you know, use the algorithm to my advantage. Cause obviously people recognize by now social media has been around long enough 
people understand that the more we post and the more people engage with our posts, then, you know, we, we get displayed more right in front of, in front of people's eyeballs. So I guess the question is, is, you know, how often should we be posting and what type of content is really effective? Yeah, man, no worries. So look, I'm going to be straightforward with everyone. You know, right now, unless your name is like Ariana Huffington, Elon Musk, Gary V, you know, Adam Wilson, I mean, you, unless you're a household name, do not be posting more than once a day, right? I wish you know, I was a household name. Exactly. <laughs> gotta throw you in there, man. You know, it's your podcast. Everyone's listening in. You're a household name to everyone that's listening. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, that's the whole piece, man. I, I want everyone to think about that. You want to be doing one post a day because it really, what they're looking for LinkedIn overall is they don't want content from just a, a couple heavy users. They want content from a lot of people. They want your feed to be feel vibrant and full of different opportunities and connections. So those are the ways that you want to do it. Now, if something happens, right, Adam, you're like, man, I post this morning and then something came up that I'm super excited about, want to share. And I've just, I've got to post. So there's some people that just can't not post, right? There's like, oh my God, I'm so excited. What you want to think about is you want to wait at least four hours from the original post that allows the algorithm to reset and allow you to get the potential you know, visibility on your next post as much as the first. Mm, that's really good advice. I've actually, I've wondered that before because there, there are times where I will go in, I'll have like, okay, I got three things that I want to post and I just go in and post them all. Yeah. And I've, and I've wondered that I'm like, well, am I, is this, am I hurting myself by posting these back to back? And what you're saying it is you need about four hours in between. You need about four hours. Now here's the whole piece. That's two posts. Now your third post if you just can't not get it out there, I'm going to tell you, they just slap that one out because they're like, look, this, he's posted too much. Like that gets almost vi- virtually zero visibility. They see that and they're like, no. So like really limit it to two posts a day, giving that four okay. hours that you just have to post and just, just push that third one out to the next day or figure okay. out how to be able to do it. Like LinkedIn just changed how many characters you can use. Now I'm not telling you um, to use all of them because they went from 1300 characters to 3000 characters. And this is part of that whole SEO thing with Google. But so you can put a tremendous amount of content in there. Now, again, don't you, you don't have to write an, an epic essay every single time you post, but it does give you the visibility to be able to do that now. Okay. So the next question that's obvious, I think, is everybody says, okay, well, you know, you've, you, you've answered how, how often, Right. Yeah. And, and nobody likes to hear daily. I don't even like to hear daily because I'm like Monday through Friday. Man, I don't give, have the time for that. Give me but, at least give me uh, at least Monday through Friday. And if it really pushes you there, let's go with three times a week. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's the minimum I want to be able to see everyone sharing content on LinkedIn three times a week. Because again, if you're not if you're not visible, people aren't going to follow. Sure. If you want to be able to get your, you have to be seeing them every day. You have to have multiple touch points every single day. So you can't just post and come back in two weeks later and post again. It's just not going to work. Yeah. One of the things that I struggle with is what to post. Right. And I think that's, yeah. that's a common, that's probably a common struggle. And I'm sure you you get that with your clients and your students oh, yeah. too is, well, what do I post? And I've often wondered, like, is it good enough from an, you know, an algorithm and a reach and visibility standpoint, is it good enough that I share someone else's post and make my own comments on it? Or is it good enough if I, 
you know, maybe grab a link to an article that I just read and plug that into a post and comment on it. Are, are those things good enough or do I need to be focused on original content all the time? So they definitely want original content and don't just share a post and not put any comment on there. So here's the whole thing, right? You want to be able to kind of go in, Adam, and think about the 10, 20, 70 rule of content. All right. And this is where, you know, a lot of people have heard 80, 20, things like that, but 10, 20, 70 is 10% personal, right? Human beings connect with other human beings. Now, this is one thing that I, I, I share a lot. I don't believe there's a B to B or B to C, right? These are business to business, business to consumer. It's terms that guys like you and I created 30, 40 years ago to diversify right. them, right? Every company is run by another human being. So it really is H to H, human, human. And so that 10% allows that human b- b- side to be able to show through because what I want to be able to do is, you know, we've all heard at some point in our career, I mean, like at a certain age, like you hit the sell me this pen kind of scenario. And like, if I knocked on your door and I was like, hey, I'm Josh, you know, I want to say that before I even have half the words out of my mouth, you're closing the door on me, especially now with COVID and everything else. <laughs> um, so, but how do I get from that door to the couch, right? You and I are sitting on a couch, Adam, and I'm like, hey, man, um, I got this new pen. That's all I have to say. Because we have some kind of emotional connection, some that commonality that has put me on your couch. And so this is that 10%. How do you get from that door to the couch and that sharing, right? I want people to understand, hey, I'm a father, but you don't need to know when my kids are going to school. That's for Facebook. But you mm-hmm. shouldn't know that I'm a father. If you know, you're, a, you're an ex-police officer, I want you to be able to share those things because then they can find those commonalities. If there's certain things that you went through, be able to share. I need that personal side to be able to come through. Just like you and I, when before we jumped on, you're like, hey, man, I got to tell the wife and kids that I'm about to record. So these are those things that that's great. I want that on there. So that 10% of your content needs to be personal. 20% of your content needs to be around your company, but not talking about how you can help people, but telling me stories of how you've helped someone, Right. No one wants to hear, I can help you. I can, I can show you how to make seven figures, but they do would love to be able to understand how, let me show you how I've helped someone else. Right. Because that gives, mm-hmm. that gives value. I want to be able to hear the story of what's going on. And then 70% of your content should be other that adds value. Think about Yahoo back in the day. It's funny. My wife always jokes around. She's like, God, no one thinks about Yahoo anymore. I'm like, well, my generation, we did. You know, Yahoo yeah, is a website yeah. that we, that we all went <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, man. The same generation. <laughs> yeah, we went all to the website because it had everything on aggregated value. Every day it took all the content we wanted to look for. It was the Google before Google, right? Yep, it was exactly. a destination site. So that's what I want you to think about when you're posting content. If you're going to educate yourself like we all do, trying to be the best in our field, like you were talking about, share that content, but give your spin on it. Hey, I was reading this amazing article on Entrepreneur about Adam and his podcast. And what I was able to actually pick up from was X, Y, and Z. I think you should check it out, right? So now when I'm sharing that content too, I can tag you, can tag the podcast. I can tag Entrepreneur as well too. So now they're getting visibility because I'm sharing that content and I'm also acknowledging them at the same time. And I'm educating my audience. And even though it's not my content, if it's relatable to me, and I want to relate to my, my audience, they're going to get value from it. When they get educated enough, they're going to come yeah. back to me for the solution. Because what we want to do is we want to educate, inspire, and draw people in. We do not want to sell them. Yeah. 
I love that. I love, and I love that, that ratio that you outlined for us, 10% personal, 20% company, 70% value, very, very value heavy, um, which yeah. I, I, I love, I love, I think that's, I think that's phenomenal. And so um, we don't want to be that guy in the room, right? Adam, that's always talking about themselves. Like, oh dude, there's Josh. Yeah. Like, I never thought something about LinkedIn. Right. It would be right? exhausting. <laughs> Often I talk to business owners who are exhausted and on the edge of burnout. They ask me what they're doing wrong and how they can get themselves off the hamster wheel of constantly working in their business. Usually it comes down to a relatively simple concept that somehow seems to be overlooked way too easily. Most business owners tend to build their businesses around themselves. It's a natural tendency for a new entrepreneur to do everything on their own and do things their own way. I mean, let's face it, you're good at what you do. You're the go-to person. So why shouldn't it be that way? Well, when you structure your business this way, literally everything requires your input, your effort, your expertise, and your most valuable asset of all, your time. Instead, you need to build your business around systems and repeatable processes. Build your business as if you intend to sell it off and walk away with a pocket load of cash someday, even if that isn't your intention at all. Either way, I promise you that this simple shift in mindset will allow your business to realize growth and revenue that was previously not possible. First, develop a standard service offering around your existing product or service, and then develop a team that can replicate the process successfully over and over again. And that, my friends, is how you get off the hamster wheel. The Business Brief is sponsored by leo2ceo.com. Everything you need to grow your post-law enforcement business. So here's a thought that I just had as you were explaining that, because one of the areas that I feel like personally, as my company, StoryWeb Creative, what I am good at is from a content standpoint, outside of this podcast, is my email list, right? I send consistently, I send two emails every week to my list. And and I, I hadn't heard this exact ratio before, but this is... This, this is reflective of what I'm doing in my email list. So the thought that I just had as you were explaining that this is the type of content to be posting on LinkedIn, I thought, well, maybe I can go back to some of those, some of those emails that I've sent out in the past and repurpose those as LinkedIn post 100%. content. Is that, is that a good idea? 100%. I mean, that's the good thing. Not only with emails, man, you can take, if let's say you've had past blogs, we always hear you can't take your same content and put it on another site because of SEO issues. Well, with LinkedIn, with that Moz score we were talking about earlier, like you can take a blog off your own website and put it on LinkedIn and you'll actually get a double, it'll actually be better for you. You'll actually show up higher in search results in that article on LinkedIn than it will on your own blog. So okay. you can hundred percent repurpose content and be able to do that. Because that's the way we want to be able to write. I mean, that's that's the thing. People overthink it. They go, oh, it's LinkedIn. We've got to talk about business. Yeah. There's all human so, beings on there. So in that scenario, what you're saying is that if I want to repurpose that, that email that I sent out a while back, I'm better off to go and make that an article on LinkedIn and then share that article than I would be to just take that content and put it into a post. I think you can do it both ways, right? I mean, there's... 
it, it all depends on how you can be able to cut it. Now, you don't want to make content too long. If it's going to be a longer art article, like an email, yeah, you can be able to put that in an article. Articles are great because they get in it super high on Google. So those are best ways to be able to do it. And you, know, you can go on LinkedIn, see how I kind of break down my articles. Because the cool thing, Adam, is too, once you post enough articles, LinkedIn has this new feature that a lot of us like creators on LinkedIn have access to. It's called newsletters. I'm not sure if you're part of mine yet or not. But what they do is it's just like that email blast. When I put it in there and I have a newsletter feature and it's in the article section, You'll see it if you create an article in the top right-hand corner. It'll say, you want to create a newsletter? You'll say, yes. And now I've LinkedIn starts that. doing the work for you. They start not only notifying everyone on your LinkedIn, they also send the email to everyone that subscribes for you. So it's not you doing it. Oh, that's cool. I never noticed that before. Yeah. I'll have well, to check that's why we got to get more for articles for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I, let me ask you this question. This actually was a question that came up. Uh, earlier was no, it was last week, I guess, from a member of the Eliota CEO community. Uh, shout out to Michael Gould, and his his whole thing was he was asking about with his business, right? Because he's still in law enforcement, um, and he wants to work on starting his business, but he can't. His agency doesn't allow him to do this type of consulting work while right. he's still employed, and so, but he wants to start promoting himself on LinkedIn to start making those connections that could potentially be valuable to him and his business after he leaves his law enforcement career Get here it. in the next few years. So his question was, is he actually said, do I, do I need to create two separate profiles? One that's like personal do and that. one that's business or how do I blend them in a way that that doesn't get me in trouble with my my uh, employer, but also gives me the authority that I need to actually speak to what I'm speaking to with my potential audience. So definitely don't do two profiles. LinkedIn doesn't like that. They look on it negatively. So, you know, I don't want anyone ever getting in trouble on that. You know, the thing that you want to be able to do, you know, my wife came from the corporate world, you know, before she started working with us, she worked with Microsoft, worked with Gartner. Now she runs our branding side uh, at Standard Authority. And, you know, the, and she had the same thing, right? She had to be very careful in that corporate world on what she posted. Well, think about the core of what you do. You don't have to talk about how you help people, but you can add value. You can really speak to the area, the type of person without actually talking about your business. And then when people engage with it, and this is the biggest thing, right? This is where people miss it on LinkedIn. They put, put a post up and they go, all right, cool. Everyone's going to find me. Well, if people will comment, engage on your profile, on your, on your content, you need to engage with people that engage with you. People hate cold calls. They hate cold email. But if you're going through in a world that lacked a lot of appreciation for the little things in life, like, you know, we all lacked appreciation for not having to wear a mask all every day, not having to get, you <laughs> yeah. know, not being no able to kidding. go out wherever we want to, being <laughs> able to travel. I, I, I lacked appreciation for my kids actually going to school rather than just the other room. You know, yeah, these are things. Right. So excited my kids are actually <laughs> going to school. And I was like, yay. But in, in posting, and this is why we want to do that, appreciate someone. Hey, Adam, I saw you like my recent post. I just want to reach out and say thank you. Hey, Adam, I saw you checked out my recent my profile recently. Because LinkedIn shows everyone that views your profile. I'd love to be able to connect with you and find out what pushed you to check me out. Right? Starting with appreciation yeah. draws them in. So when you're creating that content as well, too, the magic doesn't happen always on the content. It just draws your audience in because you're sharing about 
who you are and when you're, what you believe, you don't have to talk about what you do. What you can do that is in the, in, in the direct message side. And that's where you re- the real conversations, the magic happens. Yeah. I, uh, I've, I've never thought, well, I shouldn't say I've never thought of it, but I've never personally reached out to people that like, you know, just give a like to my content and said, thank you for liking it. But I have done the, the other thing you suggested there, which is when you see, you get that notification that somebody viewed your profile, I'll usually reach out to them and, and do exactly what you said. And so I, I can vouch for that strategy because what that has helped me do is not only pursue that connection, right? Cause it's like somebody's spying on you. Somebody, somebody's looking at you, but they don't necessarily reach out. Right. And so then, you know, by reaching out, you're making it uh, a more comfortable environment for them to actually make that connection and you yeah. get to know each other a little bit more, but more importantly, I feel like what that's done for me is given me a good idea of what's working and why people are actually seeing me, how they're connecting with me, how they're finding me. I, I get to, I get to find out that information and, and maybe that's just cause I have a marketing brain and, and that's what I do is like, well, I want to, I'm like a B testing this, right? Like I want to know what's, what's working. Yeah. And they say, Oh, well, I, I heard about you because of your podcast. Great. Well, now I know the podcast is working. The podcast is reaching people. Right. Exactly. Um, so, so I, I can vouch for that. And I think that's in a very important strategy. So. Well, and you're, you're giving, this is why, you know, for a lot of my strategies this is why, you know, I was, on another podcast, the dopamine dealer of LinkedIn, and when it kind of stuck was because you're giving little hits of dopamine every single time. When you appreciate someone or something they've never been appreciated for, Adam, someone liking your post, we all go through this thing of comment, like, share, post, comment, like, share, post. We've been conditioned over the last 20 years. Create a stopgap and go, hey, Adam, I wanted to say thank you for liking. Whoa, that creates that stopgap. It makes a break in their pattern. And now they're actually listening to you because they get those little hits of dopamine. Yeah. So it's just, just one of those things to be able to think about. I love it. I was going to ask you how you ended up with that name. So thanks. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um, let's shift gears here just a little bit. I want to, I want to learn a little bit more, uh, and I want the audience to learn a little bit more about your agency standout authority, uh, what you guys offer, how you, how you're helping business owners. What do you offer? Yeah, man. I mean, look, you know, at standout authority, the biggest thing that we do is, is help heart center entrepreneurs to be able to go from unseen to being, you know, anonymous to being seen on online, right? Through teaching them how to be able to educate, inspire, and draw on their audience. We've got different levels that from, we have an amazing masterclass we just launched, which I'd never done before, um, really taking everything we do for our specific clients and being able to teach someone in a couple hours exactly how to implement that and be able to grow their following, be able to grow their impact and be able to draw in the audience they want to be able to connect with on every single day. We also have other services that, like I said, the done for you things. And we have different programs that we we coach on one-on-one. So really for us, what level is it done with you, done for you, you know, or done by yourself, right? You know, just go mm-hmm. through the program to be able to re- just create a voice online, specifically through the vehicle of LinkedIn. Now, the, the things that we teach and we work with our clients on, just like you said on your email, you can use across any platform. Everything that I go through, honestly, man, these are the things I've learned over years, but also I learned initially from my mother. It's what she taught me how to treat other human beings as a kid. I'm just doing it online, you yeah. know? 
you mentioned your your uh, masterclass, the LinkedIn Authority Accelerator Masterclass. Yeah, um, and we'll drop a link to that in the show notes for everybody that's interested. But it's a uh, it's it's an online course essentially, right? That um, it it's a crash course and how to use LinkedIn and leverage LinkedIn. And I'm sure many of the things that we've talked about already today are are in that masterclass. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit what what are they going to learn in that masterclass and what do they walk away with? What's the experience like? Man, we go through everything. I mean, we've even got a session in there for my wife. You know, she she used to run branding for, like I said, Microsoft and Gartner, multi-million dollar brands. And now she does a personal branding session in there as well, too. So it goes through not only from crafting your message, finding your voice building a profile, creating a company page, but it also teaches you our secrets on the backside, how to really leverage LinkedIn the best way, which is through Sales Navigator, their CRM, and how we do it each and every day without ever having to sell. What would it be like to be able to use a platform like LinkedIn with the organic reach that it has and have people find you and ask for your services rather than you having to constantly, constantly go out there? And that's what, that, that's what this course teaches you, how to be able to do and be able to achieve in a couple of hours that you can implement over a 30 day pr- time frame that works nonstop. It's not another trick, man. That's the beautiful thing about it, right? Th- these are things that we're just treating people and using the platform the way it needs to. And if the algorithm changes, guess what? This still works. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned sales navigator. Cause that's another question I get all the time. And you know, we're kind of running out of time here, but, but I do want <laughs> you to, I do want you to speak to it. Maybe we just need to have you back on and we can unpack some things more, but you know, everybody always asks, and I've wondered myself too, I've never tried sales navigator. I've considered it. Um, but it's one of those things where I'm like, if I'm going to do it, I want to be able to do it right. I don't want to just dabble in it. And so I'm like, so I keep kicking the can going, well, I need to, I need to figure out what I'm doing first. And so is sales navigator worth it? Because it's not cheap. I mean, it's not expensive either, but it's not cheap. They've raised the prices. I think it's about a hundred dollars a month now. Okay. So it's definitely not cheap. Yeah. So (laughs) here's the thing, you know, Adam, what if, what if you could go uh, and know one, identify your ideal audience on LinkedIn and two, be able to find the ones that are actually active. Cause this is the biggest problem that I see most people that go in and they're like, I'm going to, I'm going to message, I'm going to connect with a thousand people. And if I get that one opportunity, that one sale, I'm a winner. Well, no, you just potentially pissed off 999 people because mm-hmm. you're just spamming them. On LinkedIn Sales Navigator, one of the amazing tools, and there's, of course, many different ones, we use as a social listening tool, not as a mass marketing tool. Because now I can actually get, be able to find out who out of my ideal audience has actually posted in the last three days. They're active on this platform. And then, again, this is where that dopamine dealer comes in. I can see their content. We've all been conditioned over the last 20 years to look for those hits of dopamine, right? Like, and what the dopamine is, I don't care who you are. You can say, I post online to get clients, brand awareness, advocacy, whatever it is. But we all look for those things when people like or comment on our posts. So the amazing way you can actually do it is find these people. Engage yeah. on their content first and then start with that appreciation again. Adam, man, I saw your recent post around your, your last podcast with Joshua B. Lee. Dude, that was awesome, man. Thank you so much for sharing that here on LinkedIn. Love to be able to connect with you because I love your podcast. See how that's more human? Yeah. yeah. Makes you feel good. Yep. Well, and here's now one thing. It starts thing. a conversation that leads yeah. to relationships that turn into opportunity. Absolutely. Well, and here's one thing I want the audience to think about too, because I like to be the perpetual optimist. 
right? And so even though I just got done griping about how the price of sales navigator is, it's, it's pricey, it's not cheap. The, the nice thing about that, and I feel like the difference between LinkedIn and some of the other social platforms is think about how many people aren't using that tool on LinkedIn because of that, right? And so right. if you choose to invest in using Sales Navigator and doing it right and being effective with it, you have an opportunity to really stand out amongst all those people that are toiling every day on LinkedIn on the free version, just trying to, to stand out. Right. And you're going to be able to stand out better because you're using a tool that is intended for the purpose of doing just that. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, look, here's I the just whole sold piece. myself. What's, what's it, uh, <laughs> what's it worth to you to be able to, you know, to close a client in you know, less than 30 days or very, you know, in a couple of days rather than searching for them for months. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of where I look at it. It's like, what's your time worth to you? And I hold my time at a high regard. And I want yeah. to make sure I hold everyone else's time as well, too. Well, I think there's a whole lot more that we could unpack here, especially Anytime. on the sales navigator side. Like, I'm interested <laughs> in, in learning more about that. So maybe we can have you back sometime for uh, episode two, if you Love will. It, man. Um, yeah. But uh, Josh, I want to thank you for being on. Why don't you let everybody know if you if you got a closing thought, share a closing thought, but certainly let everyone know how can they find you? Where do they connect with you? You know, the, the biggest thing with everything is just be human. You know, don't try and hide behind anything else. People are going to love or hate you no matter what you put online. Now, if you are polarizing, now, if you are indifferent, I'm going to tell you right now, you're just wasting their time. And you're wasting your own with your content. You have to be Amen. able to make people love or hate you. That's the only way that people make decisions in this world. So that's the closing thought I can have to be able to find me. Honestly, surprise, surprise, reach out to me on LinkedIn. I love to be able to get personalized messages that tell me and listen to everyone here. I want to know if you reach out to connect with me, don't just hit that connect button. Send me a personal message. Say, hey, I heard you on Adam's show. And the reason why I love Adam and his podcast is right? Tell me why you love Adam. Tell me why you love the podcast. Cause that gives me a reason to be able to build a longer relationship and connect, reconnect with Adam and tell him all the amazing stories I hear about why everyone loves his podcast. Awesome. And I'm glad you brought up the part about being divisive, man. I, I, yeah. and we could do a whole nother show on just that, but I, t- <laughs> but I tell all my clients that I tell everybody in the LEO to CEO community, you in marketing, you have to be divisive. And when you want to yeah. grow your business, you want to grow your personal brand. You have to be divisive. You have to stand behind what you think, regardless of what the critics say, because that that is how people make decisions. Exactly. Um, being divisive is a positive thing in the marketing world. So anyway, thanks for bringing that up, Josh. It was awesome having you yeah. on the show. Um, really enjoyed our conversation. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Adam. Appreciate it. All right. We'll catch us again on another episode of the Copper Newer Path. Uh, if you want to check out the show notes for this show, just go to leotoceo.com, click on podcast and pull up the episode with this episode number and you will find that. So in the meantime, guys, just I'll leave you with this. Don't wait for opportunity. Create. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. And I hope you enjoy Joshua B. Lee's crash course here on the podcast on LinkedIn and how to grow your reach and authority online using LinkedIn. Now, we talked a little bit in the episode about the LinkedIn Authority Accelerator Masterclass. And in that masterclass, Josh is gonna teach you 
how to use LinkedIn, how to, how to master your profile, how to create engaging content for your particular audience, how to leverage and use LinkedIn sales navigator and how to use LinkedIn groups. So there's a ton of stuff to be unpacked in his course. I know that there's good content in there and uh, I would highly encourage you to check it out. Now, Joshua was nice enough to put together a special offer for this audience. So if you use my special link that I've put together, you will not only get access to the course, but you also get a bonus course that his wife, Rachel B. Lee put together. And it's called how to build your brand and work the sh out of it workshop, right? So I want, I want to have, have you guys go check that out. You can get that extra workshop for free as a special offer and listener of the copper newer path podcast. All you need to do is go to L E O to CEO.com forward slash L I M C. So that's L E O the number two CEO.com forward slash L I M C for LinkedIn masterclass. All right, check it out. Go sign up for the class. And I'll catch you on the next episode. Hey, thanks for sticking around till the end of the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review at leo to ceo.com forward slash podcast dash review or in your preferred podcast listening app. I would love to hear your feedback and it will also help other copreneurs like yourself find the show. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode. Just go to leo2ceo.com, click on podcast and search this episode number, and you'll find all the links, descriptions, and resources we talked about. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe so you'll be notified when the next episode is live. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll catch you guys on the next episode.